0: Well, friends, welcome to season five. And we are mixing things up here at 20 Minutes with Bronwyn. I wanted to kick it up a notch this season. I'm going to let you listen in on an actual coaching session. This season, I'm gonna be talking to some truly stellar human beings. They'll be anonymous human beings, but truly stellar human beings in an effort to help them become their most powerful selves and speak from that place of power because that's my thing, that's my jam. And today for my first conversation, I have a beautiful human named, we're gonna call her Claire. Claire sent me a video recording of her in action in her role. Claire came to me wanting to be less nervous and anxious when she ran meetings, but the Claire that showed up to the coaching session was confident and warm and calm Nothing like the Claire I saw in the video she sent. And for me, I love it when this happens because it means I get to hear someone's backstory. I get to connect with their psychology and their spirit to understand the different versions of self they show the world. It's fascinating. And the result of the work can be quite literally transformative. But you know what? Let me shut up and stop talking. Please meet. Claire. So what do you think you're good at as a communicator?
1: What are you good at? What parts of this are you already good at? I'm really good at organizing. I'm a mom of four. So logistics and project management and that kind of stuff, moving pieces, I can do. Chaos, I can do. And I can just make executive decisions like this is what we're doing right now. We're going to put our things away. We're going to have dinner. We're going to take baths, like boom, boom, boom. Bullet points. I am really good at talking to a CEO and the janitor. I mean, I can really see both sides of that coin. In my lifetime, I've kind of been there. I grew up very poor and now in the middle class, if you will. And so I can really talk to people and relate with them. I'm a mother. I have that connection with people. (laughs) Sister, I'm a daughter. You know, I, I have that connection with people and I like to talk to people. That's why I really like my role. It's because even though I'm anxious and nervous, I still want to talk. I still want to engage. Like the want and the need is there. That's so good. And what you're saying is that
0: you don't see hierarchy as something that gets in the way of connection. Correct. That's a big deal. A lot of people don't have that. Those are really good. Those are really, really
1: good. So that's the things you're good at. Now let's talk about the things you're not good at. What do you wish you were better at? Being so anxious, being so nervous. It's a huge thing for me. Just to give you a brief history, I've been in therapy and, and or medicated for so many years, probably 17 to 30. But then at 30, I took, and I'm 31 now. So it's only been a yep. year. I yep. had a major surgery and was off all med. So birth control, anxiety, depression. I have zero medication in my body <laughs> after my and, surgery. And how's that going? It's intermittent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in therapy monthly and I'm getting there. Yeah. So that's kind of the history there.
0: <laughs> so this is only a year old. And so when you're mm-hmm. going into customer meetings or meetings with people who are triggering potentially, mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah.
0: You don't have that cushion or that support system chemically that you used to have. And I don't Correct. mean it from a negative chemical dependence. No. That's not no, what I'm no, no, talking no. about. I'm no. talking about active regulation of things that need to be regulated. Correct.
1: What does that feel like for you? Does it feel scary? sometimes if it's, you know, a generic customer call, I kind of brush it off. I have wine later in the day or a beer later in the day and I'm, I manage. Right. Yeah. But when it's a big problem with management, like I've done something yeah. wrong and I have, to yeah. has that? One of those tough conversations. Ooh, the worst. Yeah. And so, and I'm a crier. I'm a highly sensitive person and I'm a crier. So when I have those tough conversations with management, I yeah. tend to be real silent, and then immediately turn off Zoom and cry. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge that turning off Zoom and crying is great. If you're going to lose your shit, losing it off camera is ideal. So good yeah. job. Yeah. I, listen,
1: I try to cry. yes, yeah, keep it in yeah.
0: and then. <laughs> okay, so that's great. So there's nerves, anxiety, and the anxiety and nervousness manifests as a lot of tension, maybe being quieter than you would normally be emotions rise right up to the surface. You'd feel like maybe you're at the mercy of those emotions. What else? What else do you wish you were better at?
1: I guess being better prepared. Like, you know, I came to this call as an agenda. I need to be able to do that in my work life as well. I need to yep. be able to create those agendas, stick to that, and yep. also figure out what's a question, good open-ended question to ask my customers just yep. to get them talking, just to get them engaged. Let's talk about nerves and anxiety because
0: this is probably... I think going to be the biggest game changer for you. So what I want you to do is give me a little bit of background of all the things that contribute to your nurse. There's history, right? Oh, do we have right? enough time? <laughs> yes. Yes. We have enough time. I, I want to talk about not in my therapist. <laughs> yes. Tell me like, I mean, there's obviously there's chronic anxiety, which I am also a fellow sufferer of an anxiety. I get it. Like I'm as fucked up as the next person, trust me. (laughs) But when you think about your history of anxiety with communicating, with getting in front of people, tell me about the experiences you've had that contribute to you feeling nervous and anxious.
1: I feel like as a kid and as a maybe teenager, I did really well. I was in theater, I was in choir. I got on stage, I performed and that didn't give me nerves. I was totally fine. And, wow. Right. So those kinds of things I can do. And if it was a project and I would, I would raise my hand, I'll present. I could speak. I'm a speaker. And I really don't know what kind of trauma that happened. But it was, I was a young adult and was very outgoing and dated and then met my husband and all of those things. And then I get into the professional world and, you know, you've got to have these Zoom calls or these meetings with executives. I think I was, I felt nervous because I was not educated. I was Mm -hmm. less in class than most people that I was surrounded
0: with. And when you say less in class, you mean, you feel what I call feeling poor.
1: I feel poor. I'm poor. I'm very poor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very poor. And since I, I had an opportunity to be an intern at an oil and gas company. And mm-hmm. I was around these big wigs and CEOs and CFOs. And they had nice clothing, drove nice cars. They spoke very yeah. well. And I just felt poor. I yeah. tried to walk the walk and talk the talk, but I couldn't. And it, yeah. that was very nerve wracking for me. Yeah. Like maybe I can't do this corporate life because I'm yeah. not educated. But that's not true. I'm a doer. So I think yeah. me doing things got me as far as I am today. Well, hell yes, it did. I want to separate
0: when you were engaging with these fancy people and their fancy cars and you were like, I can't
1: hang. What was it that you felt you couldn't hang with? I would definitely say clothes. So when I was an intern, I moved into an executive assistant role. And so I was really around all of those people and the board members. And there was four or five other EAs that supported other departments. And they were college educated. They had the Chanel shoes. They had all of the things. Yep. And I did not. I had the Marshall tooth or the TJ Maxx tooth. But hey, those are the best now. <laughs> Hell
0: yeah, they are. So what you're talking about, though, is social currency, which is right. the idea of if you went to Princeton or Yale and you summered on Martha's Vineyard, right. you know how to play badminton or whatever it is those people right. do. <laughs> that is social currency. But there's the other side of the equation, which is, feeling poor existentially, feeling Mm -hmm. like I don't belong existentially. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about when I asked you is you started by saying, I feel poor. And then you said, I'm poor. I am poor. Present (laughs) tense. Are you poor right
1: now? Is that true that you're poor right now? I feel like I'm kind of in this like squishy center where I have friends that are less than and more than. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Because you're killing it to some people. They're like, if I could only have what she
0: has. So here's the thing that I want you to think about. If you feel poor and you don't do the work to feel rich, it literally doesn't matter how much money you earn. My question for you is, are you having that conversation with yourself and creating feelings of abundance and wealth? Probably not. I want to make a list of mindset shifts I want you to make. One mindset shift we're making is that you're no longer poor. No.
1: <laughs> okay. My husband tells me all the time, poor is a mindset. That's it. He says so all the time. You know, I go to the ATM and I have no money. And he's like, it's just a mindset. Your bills are paid. You drive a yeah. nice car because yeah. they're healthy. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. You're going to be looking for reasons to feel rich every day.
0: That is your job. And you know what you're going to catch yourself doing is you're going to notice where you're self-sabotaging because your subconscious mind is like, I can't keep up with this wealth. So I'm going to keep keeping poverty in front of my face all the time. Right. Whatever it is, that's a mindset I want to work on. Okay. So, but let's go back to what we were talking about. We were talking about you went from feeling so comfortable and confident with your peers to Mm -hmm. going into this place where you had no social currency What I'm trying to focus on is focus on this sudden ego entering the picture. Mm -hmm. Our egos are constantly scanning the room, looking for reasons to feel better than or less than. Let me tell you something. Your superpower is feeling equal to. And the anxiety got introduced into your communication world. The minute you left the Garden of Eden of your own self-esteem and your Mm -hmm. own superpower, which is feeling absolutely equal to. Now, I know that now that you're older, you got kids, you're a mother, you know how powerful we are as women. We are life makers. We are badasses. <laughs> but right. you're still trailing. That intern is still showing up to run the meetings. Am I right about that? No, that's a hundred percent. Your inner intern is the one coming up with, seems like you vacillate between your inner intern setting the agenda and, or your inner, like, are you freaking kidding me with this fluff?
1: Those right. are the only two people. <laughs> Planning together. agenda.
0: <laughs> yes!
1: Yes! And then the it's a of mom who's like got things together. <laughs> and mom isn't even the most powerful version of you.
0: Right. No. She's not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's not. She's just one of many different colors you could paint with. But there is even a greater version of you, a greater power that is beyond mother, frustrated, executive, intern. Those are just colors. There is one color in the spectrum that is all the colors. And that is your higher self in capital S. And what higher self does is just notice and witness so calmly from a place of like perfect, perfect peace. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to think about for a second, I want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to see like a painter sees a palette. And instead of colors, you're going to see like, Little chest piece sized versions of yourself. And one chest piece sized version of yourself is nervous intern self. Her clothes don't fit great. Her shoes are scuffy, but God damn it. She is doing her best, but she feels really uncertain and insecure. Then you're going to see mom self who's got hands on her hips. Hair is kind of in 10 directions, but she knows what she needs to do. (laughs) She's got it together. And then the other self, which is like work self, which is like, Jesus Christ, really? We got to do this right now? Your higher self is looking at these options. Does higher self feel like she has good choices to make if these are her three options?
1: No, these odds aren't good.
0: (laughs) Well, they all have their uses and their purposes, but they're limiting, right? They're not that inspiring. Let's create a new chess piece, okay? Okay. I want you to visualize your future self, and this future self, you are like bursting with pride when you
1: look at her. Like, what is she wearing? What is future self wearing? Honestly, it's very classic. I want a full wardrobe of J Crew. <laughs> yes. So she's rocking her J Crew tailored yes. for the gods. Yes. yes. Okay, what's her hair
0: like? What's her hair feeling? Giving vibes of.
1: Constantly balayage, ombre. I don't have to go to the salon as Austin. So it's just
0: reliably good, just like your clothes. It's just reliably good. It's something that you automatically feel in control, calm and glorious. Okay. So now we know what future self
1: looks like. How does future self prioritize her calendar? I would hope that I have more time, quality time with my kid. I want to be able to maintain my calendar. So I can sit down and play Legos and read yes. to them and yes. attend their soccer games and do all of those things. Yes. Because current me can't do all of the things yes. as much as I try. Yes. And
0: you know what future self recognizes? Future self recognizes that being at all the things isn't actually what success looks like. Right. Success looks like being at the things that matter and being able to discern What's going to fall through the cracks and what's not going to fall through the cracks? And this is what my self does, in case your future self finds this useful. I think about each kid on a Sunday I plan. Mm -hmm. How do I make sure I'm showing up for Luca this week? What's the highest value way I can show up for Stella this week? What's the highest value way I can show up for Maddie this week? Right. Maddie doesn't give a shit if I pick her up from practices, but it yeah. really matters to her that I'm at her games. Stella doesn't need a whole lot. She's driving, but you know, when she goes the extra mile to help me with driving, she loves a little present. So I got to, right. I'm going to do that, right? Future self looks at the schedule, not by, oh my God, I have to do everything that's in the schedule. Future right. self goes child by child and says, what's the highest value way I can show for this child this week? Right? Wow, that's good. That's good stuff. Isn't that good? And here's the thing. The problem is you could spend full time, a hundred percent of your time for the rest of your life doing children's events. And guess what? They don't give a shit about half of them. Nope. (laughs) So you're burning yourself out for no good reason. Okay. Okay. So beautiful. So that's how future self looks at the calendar from a kid's perspective. Let's talk about professionally. How does future self prioritize and bring creativity and focus and intention to the meetings of the week?
1: I hope by this point she's super knowledgeable and with faith. And I hope she learns a lot and can have these meetings, but have it be engaging and intentional. And because I don't know it right now, I'm very new in my role, but I hope future self knows the role through and through and can speak to it. I wonder if future self uses a similar rubric
0: for her professional life that she uses for her personal life. I wonder if future self knows who the high value customers are or the high value relationships are and prioritizes what is the most valuable way I can add value to these customers this week. Does future self spend an hour on a Sunday with a timer and she sets a timer for 15 minutes. She has the conversation with herself about how do I show up for my kids in the most high value way this week. She sets another timer for 15 minutes and says, who are the people in crisis that I can bring to bear my greatest gifts on this week? Plans that out, blocks it in the calendar. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yes. So now your main highest self is looking at this palette to choose from. Which person is she going to choose to embody as she plans her week on a Sunday?
1: The person we created. <laughs>
0: yes. 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 Now open your eyes. What we've done is before you even open your beautiful eyes on a Monday morning, your future self has already set up the calendar. Now, that calendar is not going to look anything like what your future self intended by the time Friday rolls around. But it's a hell of a lot better than it would have been if you hadn't let your future self plan that week. So now when we get into the anxiety and the fear that you have, which self is feeling those things about those meetings? The intern, Yeah. So when you go into that meeting, one of the most interesting things I saw in the example that you showed me was for the first 60 seconds of the video, mm-hmm. I saw one, two, three, four faces mm-hmm. and everyone was quiet. They were all looking yeah. at each other, yeah, including you. And what I saw instantly, my mind was like, whose meeting is this? It's like showing up to your house for a dinner party and everybody walks in the door and the host is staring at the guest and the guest is staring at the host. Right. Right. Was that your meeting? It was my meeting. Okay. So intern you was like, Mm -hmm. shit, everybody's here. Now what do we do? (laughs) Right? Y'all weren't (laughs) supposed to show up. (laughs) I mean, I'm still in my underwear. What are you guys doing here? (laughs) What is future self? How would future self have run that meeting?
1: She would have kicked it off. She would have said, hello, how's the whole weekend? Let's talk about this agenda. Let's get through it. Yeah. That's immediately. it. immediately. That's it immediately. And if she
0: were dealing with a group in crisis, let's pretend that that call was with a customer that was hot under the collar, mm-hmm. furious. That mm-hmm. talk wouldn't have been like, hey, how was your weekend? It would have been, hey, look, while we're waiting for people to join, mm-hmm. I just want you to know that I am not sleeping until we resolve this. Of course you're sleeping. It's fine. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to not sleep. It's just what people right. need to hear when they're in crisis. Right. It's true. Yes. <laughs> so what I saw was that your manager jumped in and said, uh, what did she say? Well, the gentleman that was on there said, it's your show. Yeah. And then you politely interned, kind of politely started. But then your manager had to jump in mm-hmm. because nobody was taking. Do you see the danger of letting intern self run anything? Right. It's bad. It's not even that it's bad. It's not who you are. It's really not. It's a version of yourself that your subconscious mind is trying so hard to lay to rest, but your subconscious mind can't lay her to rest because you have not made peace with that part of yourself. You haven't. So what I want you to do for your homework is I want you to sit down, light a candle. Maybe it's after the kids go to bed. Maybe it's before they wake up. I want you to do a visualization Mm -hmm. where you do that same thing. I want you to go back to that place and I want you to gently pull the two chess pieces of your intern self and your future self. And I want you to let them have a conversation and the kind of conversation I want them to have is a kindness conversation. I want future self to mother and love and hold and embrace and take intern's little face in her hands and her beautifully manicured hands that have the coolest freaking jewelry ever and i want you to take that little face of that young woman and say sweet baby girl you did so good look how good you did you got your foot in the door and that internship made my life possible you changed the trajectory of our family and i want you to know got it from here. And when I need good stories of how out of my element I used to be, I'm going to call on you to remind me of how far we've come. I want you to have that conversation with yourself. Are you feeling emotional? Yeah. (laughs) That's good. That means we got somewhere.
1: That's how we know we got somewhere. Tell me about what's behind the emotion. Because it's true. And it's sometimes, like you said, hard to hear. We've only been talking for X amount of time and you already figured out my whole life story. Just based off these two people, old me and new me or future me. That's So it's just hard to hear, but good to hear. It feels good to hear it out loud. So the hamster wheel
0: intern slash mother self Mm -hmm. is super useful sometimes, but it cannot be the one driving the bus. No. Okay. So here's the thing I want you to think about. When you're going into meetings that you think might be triggering, when you go into an escalation, you're going to get an email from your manager and it's going to be one of those conversations. It's an I'm in trouble conversation. Yeah. Right? You're going to sit and visualize future self and you'll be like, "Okay, future self, this is my worst nightmare. We have right. to go into this meeting and we have to be dressed down or somebody's going to give us bad feedback. What's right. the plan?" What do you think future self will say? I hope she has an invite. <laughs> Let's not say hope. Oh, we're going to close our eyes. In fact, one thing I want you to know, and this is something that I've been having to do lately, sometimes you got to dress the part. Is yeah. it easy to feel like your future self when you're wearing a flannel? No. no. You are going to go to Target and get a bunch of cheap. This is actually J Crew. So I just, I just have to jump in here for a hot second. <laughs> if you're listening to me talk about clothes, hair, makeup, and you're thinking. Why is she so shallow? Why is she an agent of the patriarchy trying to make me dress in a certain way? That is not my intention here. My intention is to remind us that how we dress makes us feel a certain way, which makes us communicate in a certain way. The way we dress matters psychologically. We have to take that shit seriously and not let anyone tell us it doesn't matter. How you feel matters. Now, don't get yourself in a credit card debt over it, but save your nickels. Invest in shit that makes you feel great in your skin. Okay, let's bring this one home. Back to the conversation. Back to the
1: visual. What advice do you have? We're about to get in trouble. What do you think future self will say? I was thinking in the lines of this is a learning curve. This is a learning moment. This is a teachable moment. This is not who you are. This is about what you did and... You can change what you did. You can't change who you are. <laughs> yes, girl.
0: That's it. This is a learning moment. This is a learning moment. Now, learning curve. Learning curve. This is part of the learning curve. I'd love for you to add a line in there that says, you are allowed to make mistakes.
1: You are You're allowed. You are allowed to make mistakes.
0: And you will learn. And that is a mistake you will not make twice. Correct. Now, future self goes into that meeting. And before she gets on the call, she's going to feel the heart race because intern and mom and all the other selves are like, are you sure you got this? Are you sure you got this? Mm -hmm. And you're going to dress that part. And you're going to be like cleansing breath in, ah, cleansing breath out, shaking the hands out. And you are going to inhabit the role of future self, just like you did as a teenager on stage So when you got on stage, you were in full costume and you inhabited that place and you forgot about your real self for a second long enough to Mm -hmm. execute the role. In this tough meeting, you are showing up as future self. Future self is showing up to this meeting through the lens of learning. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Learners don't cry, right? Learners don't take any of it personally. Learners are gathering data. So when the piece of feedback comes, you know what? You fucked that up because you forgot to write down X and Y and Z and you forgot to tell people future Mm selves get a nod or head and be like, yeah, that's a great point. When Mm -hmm. I think about like, why did I forget? I'm thinking about the systems I'm having in place. And I'm realizing that one of those systems needs to get better. Thank you for saying that. What else? Give me more, give me more, give me more. And then they're going to say, no, that's pretty much it. You're going to say, thank you for this. I'm going to need 24 hours to process this feedback. And then I'm going to email you with the three actions I'm taking from this conversation. Do you know what that does for your career?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's really good.
0: (laughs) And it's what you do naturally. Right. It's who you are. This isn't even like it's me telling you something you don't already do. I just have to apply it. (laughs) The most important thing for you to do is you need to ritualize stepping into your future self every single day. And potentially before every single important meeting,
1: right?
0: right? You need a way to get centered, get reminded, whatever. Whatever connects you to that higher self is the only thing you have to do. And I do it in the mornings through my journaling practice, but within an hour, it's gone. And I have Mm -hmm. to call it up again. I believe it.
1: Okay. So before we leave, what's the takeaways that you heard? I guess it's right off the bat. scheduling that time, like you said, on Sunday, where I could just sit down with the timer, close the door, lock the door, and really just have that conversation with myself. What do I want to do this week? I love that. Okay, so here's the thing. You said
0: the kids are going to be banging on your door. Okay, two things. One, consider creating a boundary where it's not acceptable to have your door banged on. When they were little, I had a sign on the door in Mm -hmm. big, beautiful markers that said, Mom's working.
1: For sure. My family is going to be so confused with me dressing like future self. They're like, Mom, where are you going? Mom, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You
0: should tell your husband what you're up to Mm -hmm. and also tell your kids. Be like, you know what? I had a breakthrough. Like, I'm trying to be my future self here. And this is how she dresses. Nice. And it'll be super inspiring to them and maybe they won't get it. I just want to say thank Mm -hmm. you. You're the best. Shine (laughs) on. You're so rad. I love you so much, honey. Oh, Claire, didn't you just love her? And I'd love to give you a homework assignment too. I want you to think about the various selves that live inside you. And I want you to notice which self is showing up to important meetings and engagements. Is it your wonderful future self? Or is it someone you used to be? Have you taken the time, in fact, to envision a delicious, inspiring future self? How about doing it this week? If the answer is no, do it this week. Close your eyes and let your imagination loose. You'll know you've hit gold when you feel a big smile spread across your face as you see that future self. Also consider meeting those other selves inside of you too who may be holding you back. Consider making peace with them. Thank them for their service. Love them up. Give them a snack and send them somewhere else so that future self can stand up and kick ass do you know what I'm saying my hope for you is that you learn to easily and automatically call forward that future self because before you know it it will become your present self and that my friend is power so shine on and we will see you next time and by the way if you have feedback for me suggestions anything, please let me know. I'm in the awkward early stages of this new format and I'd love any thoughts you have good or bad. Is it interesting? Is it boring? Do you want more of this? Less of that? Listen, like Joel Peterson says, feedback is the breakfast of champions and I am a champion and I want that breakfast. So slide into my DMs on Instagram at BronwynSF. Find me on LinkedIn. I think I'm just forward slash Bronwyn on LinkedIn. Hey, or email me, bronwyn at bronwyn Communications.com. But I hope to see you soon, my friends. Thank you for being here.